Coinbase hits its lowest Bitcoin holdings since 2015, but where are the outflows going? Good morning, you're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, all you need to do is click that follow button. Grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Today's episode contains a lot of questions. The first questions will be contained in our daily Bitcoin update, and they revolve around the sudden outflows of Bitcoin from Coinbase. We will then look at BlackRock's new Spot Bitcoin ETF ad, why 2024 could be the biggest year for the Ethereum network, and finally we'll look at Senator Elizabeth Warren rallying her donors because of a Republican crypto enthusiast. Let's start with your morning Bitcoin update. I'm enjoying these, so I hope it continues. And yesterday, there were two stories involving Bitcoin that are particularly worth hearing. Firstly, Bitcoin holdings on Coinbase have reached their lowest levels since 2015. That sentence in itself is eye-catching, but it could indicate myriad things, so let's unpack it. According to a report by CryptoQuant, whales have moved 18,000 Bitcoin, worth nearly $1 billion, off of the Coinbase exchange over this weekend. Now, although this is a lot, Coinbase isn't running dry. The report reads, Following this move, Coinbase's public order book now holds around 394,000 Bitcoins, valued at more than $20.5 billion. Now, there is a bit of a division on how to interpret the outflows. Some believe that this is a bullish sign as it means that the Bitcoin isn't for sale. And with the halving coming up and the spot Bitcoin ETF still hoovering up Bitcoin en masse, we're heading towards that supply shock. However, some believe that the moved funds are to be used for liquidity in over-the-counter trades. That is, trades happening off exchanges. The head of research at CryptoQuant, Julio Moreno, posted on X yesterday about this and with a little bit more depth. He wrote, largest hourly Bitcoin outflow in 2024 from Coinbase today. 18,746 Bitcoin moved in two transactions at the same block. However, the transactions have all the patterns that would suggest, one, the Bitcoin is going into custody, input consolidation, new addresses being created with large holdings of 866 or more Bitcoin, or... Two, it is just an internal wallet reorganization. The first option implies institutions buying Bitcoin. Also, most of the coins transferred had not moved since December 2018. So right now, we don't know for sure what the cause of these outflows on Coinbase is, but the whales are active and that's nothing if not interesting. The second Bitcoin update is a little one, but there's something about it I rather like. BlackRock has released another advert for their spot Bitcoin ETF, the iShares Bitcoin Trust, iBit. It's a minimalist image of a yellow background with a black silhouette of a runway and a plane that says Bitcoin ETFs have landed. Then there is a sentence at the bottom that I want to discuss. But first, I noticed that this ad is getting a lot of criticism. I mean, I'm sure it's being absolutely slammed by anti-crypto folk. But curiously, a lot of people who are likely crypto leaning thought it was another dull ad like their first one back in January. I disagree. It's not that it isn't simple, it is, but it's refined and it's targeting a certain audience. To my eye, there is little point advertising a spot Bitcoin ETF to the diehard crypto crowd. That is obviously not who they are targeting. So they're hardly going to be using laser eyes and meme dogs in their adverts. I was pleased to see Eric Balkanas of Bloomberg saying something similarly positive about these ads. He wrote on X, 
New iBit ad just dropped. IMO, simple, modern, effective. In sweet spot between boring legacy fund co-ad and hey fellow kids type stuff. Strong advisor friendly vibes. BlackRock on the brink of pulling away as the category liquidity king. Going for the kill with more ads makes sense. Now Balkanas goes on to discuss the tagline of this ad that I wanted to come back to. It reads, get your share of progress. I don't want to overread this and it feels like almost bait to do so, but BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, calling Bitcoin progress does make me a bit tingly. Balkanas wrote a more considered evaluation of that, saying, interesting they equate Bitcoin not with a commodity or a currency, but with progress. So what do you make of it? Share your thoughts with us on at Cointelegraph and at RKBags on X. Yesterday, Le Guitilia wrote one of my favourite articles of the year so far. It was titled, 2024 will be the Ethereum network's biggest year in history. In it, he outlines the problems that Ethereum has struggled with so far and why the next bull cycle is going to be a historic one for the ecosystem. It's a medium length read, so I can't cover everything in this podcast. Make sure you give it a read. It's linked in the description below this episode. But for now, I'll give you an overview and my highlights. Ethereum is designed to be a true ecosystem more than Bitcoin can or wants to be. As Lugui states, Ethereum is more aligned with the idea of a shared and programmable database or decentralized application DAP development platform. Therefore, for it to have value, valuable applications must exist on it. The next ball cycle will be the first since the merge, which drastically improved the network's efficiency. And this year, Ethereum Improvement Proposal 4844 is scheduled, which aims to make the entire ecosystem of Layer 2 blockchains built around Ethereum up to 10 times cheaper. But why hasn't there been more non-Web3 organizations building on Ethereum so far? And why haven't the ones who have maintained it? Legui believes that people don't naturally turn to blockchain to solve problems yet even the ones that blockchain is basically designed to fix. And he argues that this is because there has been a lack of infrastructure and guidance so far. Legree argues that we are now in a more mature mindset when it comes to building on-chain and can offer that necessary guidance to builders. One example of this that has really come to fruition in the last year or so is chain development kits. Legree mentions one of the ecosystems we've discussed before, and it's probably the best example of this, Polygon. Polygon aims to allow companies to create their own specialist purpose-built blockchain and other layer 2 blockchains are following suit. Polygon has announced many onboarded organizations to their chain development kit, including Firedrops, a chain designed for loyalty actions on Flipkart, which is India's largest e-commerce platform, Hyper, a chain for gaming, and B2, a chain for building roll-ups for Bitcoin. I might be stepping away from Legui's point here, but what excites me about this piece is the substance of the future. I believe that part of why blockchain didn't stick for a lot of companies after the last bull cycle is an extension of the lack of guidance. Most of the companies dipping their toes weren't creating solutions, they were creating fluff and window dressing. This time around, perhaps we will see true integration of the technology into systems and processes which will be far stickier. I've discussed Senator Elizabeth Warren many times in the past few months as she has pushed her Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act, DAAML. The senator has rolled out many allegations against crypto, many of which are contentious as research does not indicate the same conclusion that she found. In a recent interview with Pod Save America, John Favreau, Barack Obama's former speechwriter, discusses crypto with Senator Warren, and she says... There are all these gaps in the system when it comes to crypto, and the consequence of that is that crypto has become the place to go for drug traffickers, the human traffickers, the rogue nations, the terrorists. 
However, Senator Warren has also suggested that there is a potential attack on hers and Representative Katie Porter's 2024 campaigns. And it's by a Republican crypto enthusiast who could be funded by corporate money connected to crypto supporters. Favreau said, your push to regulate crypto has seemingly attracted a potential challenger to you in your Senate race. Adding that, that could mean a flood of money from crypto super PACs, political action committees, like the one attacking Katie Porter here in California's Senate race. Now, Turner Wright believes that Favreau is likely referring to Fairshake, a super PAC backed by the likes of Ripple and Coinbase, which released an ad this month claiming that Porter took campaign contributions from, and I quote, Big Pharma, Big Oil and the Big Bank Executives. Now, this challenger to Elizabeth Warren, the Republican crypto enthusiast, is believed to be John E. Deaton, a lawyer and long-standing crypto advocate that we have quoted several times on this podcast before. And the source of it being Deaton is a report by the Boston Globe. After Turner's article went live yesterday about that interview, Eleanor Terrett, a journalist at Fox Business, posted on X a screenshot from a source of what is allegedly an email from Senator Warren rallying her donor base. It reads, New reporting from the Boston Globe indicates I officially have a Republican challenger considering running against me for Senate in Massachusetts. A guy who recently moved here is prepared to kickstart his campaign with $500,000 of his own money and has been a big cheerleader for crypto interests. Ever since I began speaking out about protecting consumers from crypto scams and making that industry follow the same basic regulations as banks and all other financial institutions, the crypto lobby has put a target on my back. And we know that the GOP will do anything they can to take Democrats' Senate majority away. So this email ends with a short paragraph that has really stuck in my head. It reads, Look, I'm not afraid, but this now means we need to prepare to compete against funding from powerful special interests, Wall Street and the GOP. So can you please rush a donation of $28 or anything you can to my re-election campaign so I can keep fighting in the Senate? I think what really stuck with me is the look, I'm not afraid. It really does feel like antiphrasis. So far, however, John E. Deaton has not confirmed or denied whether he is going to run. But Senator Elizabeth Warren is being proactive either way. Lots of little mysteries for us to solve today, both on and off chain. But that is your daily debrief done. So consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. As always, if you have any thoughts, hit us up on X on at Cointelegraph and at RKBags. But please find a way of standing out from the bots because it's getting harder and harder to sift through it. OK, have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow. 